Hello and welcome to our podcast, Boozy Books and Movies, where my wife and I are going to get really drunk and talk about books and then how they compare to their movie or TV show counterparts. Hello and welcome to Boozy Books and Movies. My name is Melina. And my name is Colton. And today, we're talking about The Outsider Show, episode... Nine. Nine. Yep, episode nine. Almost done. Which it's called... I don't know what it's... <laughs> oh, shit. But first, alcohol. Of course. I have a red thing in front of me. I'm given a spoon. As per always, if you want to see what this concoction is, you can go on to our Instagram page, at Boozy Books and Movies. And if you want to just uh, stay up to date, um, like how last week we uh, we didn't <laughs> upload a podcast episode, unfortunately. You would have seen our update on Twitter at Boozy Book Movie. But let's get into this drink. Ooh, it's like butter. It's so smooth. <laughs> Frothy mixture. Mm. Oh, it's like ice cream. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, um, there's strawberries in that. <laughs> no shit. Pretty obvious. <laughs> yes, there's three pounds, or not pounds, but. Oh my god. <laughs> Three cups of strawberries blended up between the two cups. Ah. Any idea what alcohol is in it? I can't see alcohol at all. I can't either. <laughs> it's yeah. not like there's a little amount in this either. I have a hard time with that one. I don't know. Um, There is uh, Captain Morgan White Rum. <laughs> You're not confident <laughs> in that decision? Okay, so this is called Strawberries and Cream Daiquiris. And there is... Yeah, Captain Morgan, I have white rum and peach schnapps in it. And then strawberries, simple syrup, ice cubes, blended up. Then the whipped cream on top. Mm-hmm. I made that. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow. Uh, with heavy cream, powdered sugar, and vanilla extract. Mm, sweet. And that's good, and I'm never buying whipped cream again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, excellent. So, we're on to episode nine, but let's do a little recap. So, episode eight, we did two episodes on that, so mm-hmm. it's been, you know, two and three weeks ago. Right. Essentially, Jack breaks back into his house, steals his car, goes for a little joyride. We find Claude. He meets his brother, Seal. Seal. And they kind of re- reunite a little bit because Claude went down to Tennessee to see him. Um, or Georgia? Tennessee. Tennessee. Holly and the whole group go to see Claude. So they all drive down there, go down to Tennessee, Chattanooga. And they're, they want to isolate him and everything. Claude is very, like, anxious all the time. He feels like someone's watching him, someone's in his house. He does not, doesn't understand what's going on. But then Holly and the gang get there and kind of tell him stuff. And that makes kind of ma- makes more sense that there's an outsider that's kind of right. reading his mind. That family. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Jack kind of, you know, reunites with the outsider and he's like kind of facilitating the bodies that the outsider's eating. We <laughs> see a little bit of that. And then he's kind of facilitating this him going to this festival that Claude's brother was kind of working at. It was like a construction site kind of deal, seal. And so there's this big festival and there's this family that go to the festival and they kind of gets separated they're having a good time but then this kid's kind of manipulated by the outsider himself that looks an awful lot by like claude Mm -hmm. and he starts to walk away with him 
until someone notices. I think it's first the sister, and mm-hmm. then she's like screaming, so the dad goes and tackles him, and then they flip over, and there's some pictures taken of the outsider, and the dad's like freaked out because it doesn't look completely finished yet. Right. And then the next day, um, the police officers show up to Claude's house or well right. it's claude's brother's house or i guess they share it um and they're like yo what's going on but then you know ralph is there and holly's there and all and even sabo's yeah. there police officers and stuff so they're there to vouch for claude that he was under their protection or eyewitness account the mm-hmm. whole night through and so there can't possibly be a way that claude could have gone there to attack this child and so now they know holly knows and looks at um ralph and says he's here that cider's here and shit's getting real and that was the end of episode eight was there anything i missed i don't think so nothing important great so do you want to do the little synopsis of episode nine and the title of it yeah season one episode nine tigers and bears directed by charlotte branstrom <laughs> I was like, shit, I didn't get the whole thing, but my picture was, like, zoomed in. After obscuring their true purpose in town from local police, Ralph and Eunice interview witnesses from the cave festival while Holly and Andy visit the scene. Later, the group considers its next move as Claude deals with the weight of his role. All right, so the episode starts. There's some kids. They're chilling in a barn playing some light tag and they've got flashlights and, and all that stuff and then they run out into the forest and so we immediately are like oh fuck mm-hmm. these kids are toast they're gonna get yeah. eaten by the outsider so mm-hmm. the father comes out of the house goes in the barn looking for the boys calls out to them they don't respond he can't find them and so he goes into the forest and starts looking for them and then there's the intro scene outsider mm-hmm. so then we go to ralph and and he is talking to the police officer that came to the house to arrest Claude. And Ralph and Yoon are explaining that Claude was with him the whole night. Holly is starting to just, she just says, she assumes that the outsider can see and hear everything that Claude does. So they really need to start keeping Claude out of the loop. They need to start, right. you know, excluding him from things. So the outsider doesn't have a hint as to what is going on. Right. So... Howie is there. Howie and Alec drove overnight to get there. And Howie um, was like looking at the picture and he isn't really all that sure if the photo was the thing, the outsider, because Claude is, or fuck, Howie in the show is not on board with this outsider thing right. like he was in the book. In the book, Howie right. was like, let's go, bitch. You know, and then in the show, he's like the last man standing pretty much on, mm-hmm. um, you know, the whole outsider thing. Right. But this is when Ralph looks to Howie and says that he thinks that it was the outsider. He's finally coming around. <laughs> and so he says the same thing that Holly said to Ralph. He says, Howie, if you don't believe in this, then you need to get out because <laughs> you not believing and being involved is more of a risk. You're putting everybody at risk because you're, you know, you don't believe <laughs> it in this. So it's, it's the exact same thing that Holly had just said to him. <laughs> to Ralph, yeah. <laughs> so then the whole group's kind of talking. I'm, I guess... I think the police officers are gone at this point uh, before then. whole group are talking and they are just kind of spitballing some stuff and they say, can the outsider even be killed? You know, what happens when they find the outsider, capture the outsider, whatever, can they kill him? Can he die? Was it you who said we have to believe that he can die or? Yeah, I think so. So, you know, just so they can feel some sort of comfort that they're not literally walking into their death. (laughs) Right, right. Holly says that the outsider only really needs to be contained. I'm assuming also if they just contain and let it starve, I would die, maybe? Yeah, it, even know. if they can't shoot and kill it yet, you know? Yeah. Like, when I'm it's strong. 
I don't know. Seal suggests that Claude and him take the crew to Highway Heaven. And it's this place for food uh, that's really good. And it's an hour away, though. And this is where they kind of get the idea, hey, this is a great opportunity to separate Claude from the rest of us Mm -hmm. so we can talk strategy and how we're going to get the outsider and stuff. <clears throat> but then Jeannie calls and talks to Ralph. So Ralph steps away and she's really concerned, obviously, because shit's going down because she yeah, believed because it all along. I don't even know why she isn't there, but well, she wasn't in the book either. Anyway. She wasn't. But and Ralph had told her that they were just going to go check things out. Yeah. That he promised her they wouldn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like wouldn't confront him at all. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Jeannie's kind of, I think, getting the hint that uh, Ralph mm. lied to her a little bit. Well, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> he says that they are working on it, and then he says, It's here. Like, that's not gonna freak your wife out. Right. <laughs> Jeannie doesn't want him to go anywhere near that thing. She says, Do not go after it. Ralph says that they're only going to share what they know with the uh, with the local police, uh-huh. and they're gonna step away. They're not gonna deal with uh-huh. this. They can't get involved. They're just gonna help the local police. It's not true at all, but... You know, (laughs) so Ralph is lying, but now he's involved, and he believes. Yeah. So we switch back to those boys from the beginning of the episode. They're walking (laughs) through the woods, and they find this cave entrance. It's like a little shack in the woods, and it says it costs 25 cents to get in, and it's like this little caveway. And this is when I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. I wonder why it would only cost 25 cents to get into this cave. Uh, but I didn't think about it. So so they go a different <laughs> way through some like very narrow rocks. Um, yeah, so they don't have to go to the, the cave entrance. Right. The older kid had obviously done this before. Right. Like he was just trying to show his little brother like, you know. How, how they can get in caves. And yeah. Explore without pain. And yeah. Right. Um, and so they eventually get to an area in the cave where they can stand up. And the one kid, I think the older kid, um, he yells like an idiot. And some rocks kind of shift mm-hmm. and settle a little bit. So it's like, okay, this is dangerous. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> then we go back to Holly and Ralph and the crew. And they're all watching the viral video from the festival um, where the outsider attacked the little boy or mm-hmm. tried to try to adapt, and... abduct the boy and then the dad yeah. tackled him and everything. How, I think it's Howie or fucking Holly. <laughs> Fuck me. Holly says, it's starving. It's about to take a run at another kid. So... Our immediate thoughts were, fuck, those kids that just went into the cave. Oh, yeah, you're right. We seriously, <laughs> I mean, we yep. seriously thought that these kids were... We thought they were walking in... in we, they were walking into the outsider's home. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the book, the and outsider see, lives in the cave. Kids are going into the cave. They're the fucking toast. The outsider kept... He was talking about the bear cave mm-hmm. with all of the big claw marks in the mm-hmm. walls. Mm-hmm. And so when the boys had gotten down into the cave, we saw a sign that said Bear Cave. Mm. So we knew that they were heading into the same exact cave that the outsider's in right now. Yep, he's in, he's in there right now waiting yep. for him. <laughs> but the outsider, I don't think he would know if people are entering his cave unless it was like Claude, right? I don't know. Would he, he wouldn't, I, I don't know if he'd be able to sense them. I mean, they obviously him, yell. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're, right, you're right. So then uh, Andy is, he's there. Andy's great. He's doing a good job. Creepy, creepy though. Uh, but he finds out that there is a cemetery around here because the going theory has been that the outsider likes to kill people and then go and watch their burial at mm-hmm. the cemetery. Soak in all the grief from the grief, all the people around. Sadness, despair. Yep. Maybe influencing a few family members to kill themselves as well. Correct, right. <laughs> 
And so Andy's like rolling with this. He's like, all right, let's start Googling some cemeteries around here, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to figure out if Claude had any family. Yep. So, but they don't ask Claude, they ask Seal because right. they're trying to keep Claude exactly. out of the picture. And so they ask Seal if they have anyone buried at the local cemetery. Seal says no. Um, they like the other cemetery, but it got flooded in the 1960s. <laughs> and so it's like not there anymore. So I guess no one's died in their family since the 60s. Well, the, other their than... parents have died. Well, yeah, I guess. Okay. So. Uh, but maybe they weren't buried like anywhere near. Oh, there I think that. In the book, I think they actually did explain that they moved away or something. Okay. But I don't no, think they really talked about it. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. So, anyways, um, Seal says that his brother Claude is all he has left then we switch back to the father of the the two boys that mm-hmm. are in the cave and like hollering for him looking around like he, yep. we gotta go like they had to like go somewhere yep he was trying to find them yep and then he like see does he does he go into the cave at this point so yeah he goes to the little shack entrance where there's like a, a middle-aged woman sitting there just doing her crafting or crocheting or something i feel like it right. was in the middle of the fucking woods yeah like, yeah with no civilization it's very weird i don't know yeah. how you get any business there you know sure. <laughs> i mean there was obviously no one there right oh for sure so he goes to talk to this lady and asks if his boys came through and she says that she didn't see him um but she's wondering if they are lost and um she's is their father says that they must be around here somewhere he's assuming right um and so he asks to go into the cave and uh he's goes to try to pay for it and she says no look for your boys you know she's super nice lady um, gives him a flashlight and warns him to be careful because people get lost in those caves like why wouldn't you have like a guide or (laughs) something like (laughs) yeah this is a whore osha violations everywhere (laughs) so yoon bat we're back to yoon in the group yoon says he was talking to the local police some some more because yoon has some sway because he's a lieutenant He's a boss-ass bitch. He's got mm-hmm. bang, bang. Well, I think he, in the book, at least, he was part of the state police. So he wasn't even just like a local. Mm-hmm. He was a state police. Well, yeah. So he had a lot if more If you're a sway. lieutenant, you kind of, yeah, yeah. the higher up. Yeah. So, um, and so he, fi- he figures out that they will let, like, Ralph and Yoon interview the suspects and the witnesses to the festival incident that happened the night before. Right. Suspects, witnesses, so the family and anybody that may have been accused of it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so they're pumped for that, getting ready for that. Then we switch over to Bill Samuels. Haven't seen him in a while. So he's the guy, the DA, district attorney. This was weird. He's in his office just chilling. And uh, some lady comes in, administrative assistant, maybe, or maybe a lawyer, maybe. I I don't know. Secretary. Secretary. Someone comes in and um, tells him that a young boy was killed, left naked, and tore up. She asked if Bill Samuels wanted to go and see it. And because of its possible connection to the Peterson case, because Bill Samuels was heavily involved in it and was convinced that... Terry Maitland was Mm -hmm. the killer. And this is the exact same, like... Same M.O. Yep. You know, and it was kind of weird because Did he... you get where it was, the location of it? Mm-hmm. No. It, was, it wasn't It was in Tennessee, if that. Like, it was... Oh. Yeah. It was nowhere near oh. where the Outsiders at. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, because we had that thought that there may be more than one mm-hmm. Outsider because of that, which is mind-blowing. That's fucked up. I forgot about that. <laughs> I 
think that's what they were trying to set it up for. They're trying to insinuate um, that there may be another outsider out there on murder sprees raping children. They may be. This may not end well because they may be setting this up for season longer. two. <laughs> and I read an article today saying that season, that the show's been canceled. oh it's been canceled. The outsider's been canceled. So this is it. Oh man. This last episode is it. So they were obviously going to make. Oh. So it's being shopped around right now. So Stephen King, he's re- I'm like, they, it sounds like he's been involved in the process of writing the show. Um, and so it's being shopped around right now. So yeah. someone may pick it up, and we may continue this at some point. Okay, but that's interesting. I would like that maybe. Follow yeah, for now. Season. For now, this is this episode <laughs> ten. The next one will be it. Which is funny because they seem to do that a lot with the Stephen King books. So, for example, one of my favorite TV shows growing up was the show. Side, side story. We're not even... It's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm blowing this out. It's fine. Stuff. So growing up, one of my favorite TV shows, I think it was on the Sci-Fi Channel or something. It was a show called Haven. Or maybe it was the History... No, it wasn't the History. I don't know what... <laughs> it was a show called Haven. It had like a ton of seasons, super cool stuff. And then I found out that it was based on a Stephen King book. Mm. And so I read the Stephen King book. The book is like a hundred pages long. <laughs> The show was just such a drawn out, like, it was an excellent show, mm-hmm. at least when I was a kid. I don't know if it actually was good. Right. But it was like <laughs> this huge, drawn out, like, aw- like long ass show that was just based on a little seed from Stephen King's book, hmm. you know? And so that's just kind of funny to me how they would make a second season right. and extend it out and change the, sh- the book so much in these shows right. to be able to make more content for it later, set it up, have a big cliffhanger yeah. at the end. So I'm, ho- I'm seriously hoping that the 10th episode doesn't end in a cliffhanger. It probably will then. Cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but just warning you now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I almost wonder if this little like tidbit from Bill Samuels, if we'll never mm, like, if we'll never conclusion. hear about this again, um, just because... Yeah. yeah, or it'll be, or it will be a big cliffhanger at, at the, the end of the where they they kill up. the outsider and they're all happy and stuff, and then all of a sudden the they, new outsider comes they around. They figure out, yeah, that yeah. there's a new one. Fuck. So I almost feel like they could be setting it up to like for the group to like hunt outsiders, <laughs> outsider <basically>. hunters. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so I don't know, but that's that's my theory. But yes, it is. I did read today that it got canceled. So oh. from HBO, the scripts are still written. Right. Which, I don't remember, so I'm going to give up. (laughs) So back to episode nine. (laughs) Short detour. All right. So Howie is on babysitting duty, and he even makes a comment about that, how he doesn't want to be a babysitter, but I don't know why the, what's the reason for Howie being the babysitter again? Because he's the only one not, like, currently, he didn't come up with the task, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, anyways, he's babysitting Claude Bolton. They're going to that high. What is it called? Highway Heaven. Highway Heaven. I think it's kind of because he is sort of on the fence still. So I think that's kind of why he was like, "Oh, he," because he volunteered. Oh, did he? So he's driving. uh, Yeah, he was like, "I'd love to go." No, that's later. I think that he mentions the babysitting duty. So Howie and Claude are driving to Highway Heaven, and they're talking about how fucked up of a situation this is and everything. (laughs) Claude is worried because the outsider may know everything he says, sees, and hears. And he's, like, getting really anxious, getting emotional. He doesn't want to die. He doesn't want his family members to die. He doesn't want to be responsible for murder of cases. All this shit. And so he says he needs to stop the car right now and because he's he's going to get sick. So Howie pulls over, and then Claude gets out. 
throws up everywhere. He upchucked it. <laughs> so Claude gets back in. They start driving again. And then Claude kind of makes this comment that's kind of weird. He says, it's like a virus or a cold. There is nothing you can do to stop it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's referring, I think he's referring to the outsider himself. You can't, right. there's nothing you can do to stop him. It's like a virus or a cold. You know, he's right. just kind of fucking you up. <laughs> so then uh, we go back to those kids, the little boys that and the father that's chasing them. They're in the cave. The, so the boys are in the cave. They're walking around. They're walking through some water and, and stuff. And they're splashing around and making noise and rocks are settling still. And then flop over to the father and he's also walking through the cave system, but kind of the other way. And he's looking for them and yelling out their names and stuff, but they don't hear each other yet. They don't see each other yet. And they're just, they're just walking around. A little update on them. <laughs> Andy and Holly are walking through a cemetery. The cemetery is full of people that died from the Spanish flu. So all the the gravestones, mm-hmm. they all died like in the same year. Spanish, right. you know, 1920 Spanish flu. Kind of funny because this show came out in 2019 before you know the corona, <laughs> <laughs> which also was like 100 years after the Spanish flu. And so then Andy and Holly are kind of talking. I don't really have the details of their conversation, but I just have that Andy is being creepy. Do you remember what they were kind of talking about? No. He's just really creepy at times. He just says things and it's like, why? <laughs> Was it something about the people like dying uh, close together and must have been because they loved each other so much? Yeah. They only died. They died like a couple days apart or something. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm Some not sure shit. because I feel like I just listened to that in a history podcast about like a couple that died like because they couldn't stand to be apart. Aww. So I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'm remembering that like from yeah. the podcast I listened to or from. Yeah, it could be just andy's way of confessing his love <laughs> yeah i remember it being something weird i feel like that was it yeah i'm, I not, think so. I'm not like 100 percent on that though yeah so we go back to ralph and yoon so so they're all kind of you know split up and everything so we're just kind of mm-hmm. flopping around so ralph and yoon they're talking to they're at the police station the local police station and they're talking to the family at the from the festival the right. father the mom kid and the daughter and <laughs> they uh they're they're talking to the kids specifically but the father's there and he's kind of interjecting a little bit you know like ralph will ask a question and then the father will wow. answer for the kid yeah and ralph was like did he touch you which is yes. kind of like i mean obviously the father is going to think that ralph is asking like sexually right. did he touch him but, but Ralph just wants to know if he was touched by the outsider. Right. right. Nothing sexually, nothing, just skin yes. contact. Like, yes. Because they want, they don't know if he got scratched or, mm-hmm. if, you know. Did he touch you? Did he shove you? Did he scratch you? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But then he asks the father right. if he got scratched. And his response was not definitive. It was like, it wasn't. he was pretty much like, I don't know. I don't remember being scratched. Yeah. So it's like, ah, he could have gotten scratched. <laughs> he definitely could have because he fucking tackled the guy to the right. ground. So right. he could have gotten scratched somewhere. Who knows? So we don't know if that maybe was planned for season two. Of, could, Who knows? Been. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this ends if we yeah. actually kill the outsider in the next episode or yeah because there's only one episode left what the heck <laughs> so then holly and andy they leave the cemetery they drive to the festival grounds mm-hmm. and so they're walking around looking around <clears throat> and so then andy has this idea from the viral video they watched that he noticed that the outsider ran away in the opposite direction of the cave system 
because he was under the for some reason did they know he was outside or would have been in the caves like why would no, he know that they don't know that but why did so why did andy make that connection that the outsider I thought he said that he ran away from like the part like he wasn't running towards the parking lot he was running towards like cave i thought that's oh. what they said but maybe not i could be wrong on that maybe maybe i wrote it down wrong Andy wonders why the outsider ran in the opposite direction as the cave system. So maybe I just misheard it and typed it down wrong. Maybe yeah. he was running towards the cave system, or maybe and that's when they, they got the idea. Or maybe they thought he was running, or maybe they, like, they thought he was staying in the cave system. Maybe. I think they did. For okay. some reason, I think they did already think that okay. he was in the cave system. Yeah. So then they go over and look at the map of the cave systems, mm-hmm. um, and they're looking at that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't have anything else on that. I think that's kind of it. They yeah. couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't find anything. Right. Nothing jumped out at him. At yeah. All. So well, there was I... nothing in the direction that he was running. I think was what. They oh, okay. I think that's how they. Yeah. So yeah. he's going the opposite. I think they were looking at the map, and he goes, "He's not like running towards him." Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> You fucking good? Went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> okay, well, looks like we're gonna wrap it up here. What else am I supposed to say? <laughs> God damn it. We're gonna see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. As we finish up episode nine of The Outsider. <laughs> How drunk are you? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you do this every, like, week. <laughs> it's called Boozy Books and Movies. <laughs> See you guys next time. Excuse to get drunk. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for listening, and you can find us on Instagram under Boozy Books and Movies. That is all spelled out, no spaces. Our Twitter is at Boozy Book Movie. Our email is boozybooksandmovies at gmail.com. And our PayPal uses that email also if you'd like to donate to us. Thanks so much, and don't forget to listen every Monday.